Welcome to the Grit to Greatness podcast. Thanks for tuning in and making your choice to win. This is the show where we not only motivate and inspire, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to greatness. And now, here's your host, Chuck Farmer. Grit to Greatness listeners, it's good to have you back. Hope everybody's excited and having a great week. As we record this, I just got through with a giant ice storm in the Austin, Texas area. It's a whole lot better today, but man, it's been a mess for a few days. It's going to be like 70 degrees this weekend, like in a day or two. So I can't wait. Uh, I'm ready for spring already. Uh, kind of crazy, but uh, it's been kind of nasty. But I hope everybody's being safe out there and enjoying the winter season, if that's your thing. But for many of us, we're already looking forward to spring. It's going to be a great episode today. We have Peter Demas joining us again. He's actually been on already. Truly enjoyed his episode. He's a leader. He's a restaurateur, which he knows in my heart. Um, he's a Christian leader, and he's really got something to share with us today about his new book. Very excited to have you with us, Peter. Um, welcome. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me back on. So as we said, you know, he uh, is the, I guess, president, CEO of Demas Restaurants. Yes, yes. And uh, we also have a restaurant called PDK Southern Kitchen and Pantry, which is a fast casual restaurant. Uh, uh, southern restaurant so uh we we have we have two of those supposed to have a third one but but uh when we had the ice storm back at christmas time uh pipe burst and um we're having to basically gut out all the interior again like it was literally a, a week before we started hiring people so wow. like we're having to replace the floors booze everything <sighs> oh it what, was it was rough so where's that location well, we have at? a third one coming hopefully soon but you know we'll see where it is Where's that one? Where's that one located? Uh, it's in Nashville. It's at uh, uh, Charlotte Pike and, and 41st Street in Nashville. So, oh, cool. Uh, yeah, we're excited about going to that area. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, you have one in Mount Juliet. Yes. Which is within walking distance of the restaurant. I mean, the hotel that I stay at whenever I travel there now. I have a hotel, the True Hotel, walking distance. So I've been there many times and didn't realize it was yours until we spoke uh, earlier on. So, cool place. I really like it. I love that kind of food. And, just for our listeners to remind you, we did decide last time that it's Demos's. Yes, okay? yeah, it's, 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 it's not Demos. You know what? You know it's Demos's, and um, we also agreed that he needs to bring back the the sugar water for the syrup for the team. <laughs> I don't remember agreeing to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, good to have you, man. I'm a, I love food. I'm a foodie. I'm a restaurateur. And that's part of our connection. Then, particularly also as you being a Christian leader, I love that you're an author. You had the one book that we discussed last time, and you've got a new book out. And so today we're going to specifically talk about that. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit, tell us the name of your new book and give us kind of a quick summary of the new book. Yeah, so the, the book is called On the Duty of Christian Civil Disobedience. And the um, book was written kind of in response to what we're seeing in not only in our country, but also in the world. But as we, you know, as we see more laws being targeted toward Christians or targeting toward, you know, what we can and cannot say and can and cannot do. Um, and we're, we're seeing that and we need to kind of be prepared and know what, it, what is it that we need to do to be able to say no to the government or no to our employer um, and be able to say, you know, and, and, and know when to do it, when not to do it, but also we got to know, how um uh we 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 got to recognize too that there's consequences to it 
but we also have to be able to do it in a way that we're still sharing the gospel. We're still an ambassador for Christ. So, you know, when I see so many times, you know, like the, the, the riots that have occurred, you know, with Antifa or some of the Black Lives Matter riots that have occurred where they're burning down buildings or they're doing that type of stuff. And then they, they, they throw up their hands and say, oh, well, you know, I have a right to protest. Well, yeah, under certain parameters, you know, but, but we have to recognize that when we say no, that may mean that we have to have consequences to it and we have to be prepared for that. So the book is kind of a range of kind of when to do it, a test to do it, and then also, you know, the, the, the consequences of doing it. And so that, again, we've got to be fully transparent with what's going on with it from there. That's awesome. I absolutely love this topic. I think it's so important, so needed as Christians. Um, I've debated this and, and, and prayed about it myself. Where's that line between saying no, saying this is wrong, standing up for Christ while doing it in a Christian way to where it's not hurting us, the actual opposite to where people are turned off by us, but actually people can be led to Christ because of our stand. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, I, the, the, the worry of people being turned off by us. I think sometimes I think Christians uh, use that worry a lot. And we, we kind of cower down because we don't want to be offensive. You know, we have to remember that Jesus says that, that he is offensive, you know? <laughs> so, so we are ready just by, by, by having him part of us, by having the Holy spirit as part of who we are, we are automatically offensive. And so, so we're going to turn people off of us because there are people out there who are going to reject us no matter what. It's not the it's not the the loud minority that 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 we have to worry about because we're going to offend them. It's the people in the middle. It's the people that want to look at and when we say no and we do it in a respectful manner, and um, it's people that are going to sit there and say, "What's so different about him? Why is this happening here?" And he's doing it in such a way that kind of can garner that respect. And we've seen that in, in, in a non-Christian setting. We've seen that um, with, with, uh, with Gandhi and Mandela are two of the greatest examples where they, they used it in, in, you know, to, to completely change uh, uh, nations. Uh, and then, you know, obviously Martin Luther King had a Christian background in what he did, but he did it also to change a nation. But even in smaller doses where we've seen where people have said, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to still just kind of stand up for it. And just other people around that, that, that benefit and they look at it and they say, there's something different about them. And to me, that's the, all the difference that makes the, that just really makes the change in, in how, um, and how other people see us. And again, it may not be enough to convince them, but it may give them enough to, to explore and to find out what's, what, what, why they want to be something and why we're standing up for it, why God is so important to us. I love that. That's awesome. Um, you know, as growing up in a church, you know, we hear a lot about how sometimes it's simply living the life and there's somebody that one day may come to you because they saw you being different. You may not even realize it until they come to you and say, you know, I wanted to come to you because you're different and I want to know why. You know, I love that part of what you're saying here is that and I love the fact you said that there's going to just like on both sides, people say, well, I have the right to blank. Yes, you may have that right, but there are also consequences for that. And so, for example, one of the things you brought up earlier specifically was with regard to government and employer. So like an employer, you might stand up for your rights and say, I'm not going to do this. Then your employer has the right to terminate you. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. So I'll give you, here's a, here's a, here's a, a, 
I'll give you two recent examples concerning uh, wearing jerseys for Pride uh, for Pride Night. One is the hockey player. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not even going to pretend. Um, but um, but you know, great example. He said, "Look, I'm not going to participate in the pregame activities because of my faith. I'm not going to do it." Another one is, and I cannot remember her name. I just wrote an article about her, but she she was a professional soccer player, women's soccer player for the uh, uh, North Carolina Courage, um, and uh, and she was, and, and the, 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 the team came out and said, you know what, you know, that we, we apologize for all the people that she offended because she refused to wear a shirt. She refused to go out there. She offended somebody for not showing up. I think that's really kind of interesting. Um, whereas she could have faked an illness and not be offensive and still not show up. Um, but they're the ones that created the issue by saying, you know, by, by, by her saying no to it. Her contract did not get her contract did not get renewed. We don't know what's going to happen to the to the to the hockey player. There's a lady that they got fired from CVS Pharmacy somewhere up in the Northeast because she refused to. She, she says, I'll give out every prescription that you give except the ones that cause abortions. She refused to do that. And they terminated her for it. And she explained it's for religious liberties. Now, she is suing them. I don't know what's going to happen from it. But, you know, we we especially in America, we, we fall under this 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 false sense of security that that the first amendment is going to protect us and you know what she might end up she might end up being just fine you know her the you know, the religious discrimination act she could sit there and say you know what i won but in the meantime she's suffering between now and the time that that, that gets resolved you know it may keep her from getting another job down the line we don't know all the consequences that come from it but they have stood up for it, and and we will see those situations continue to occur, particularly as corporations become, um, uh, you know, the, 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 I mean, more woke, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it. Yeah, what I like to share with some people every now and then that we'll talk about how it's getting worse and worse, and in some ways it is. But I, I like to say the example. I say, look at when Christ was here. Christ Himself came to Earth, and we killed Him. You know, there's always been this, you know, the, the Colosseum, which I absolutely love the history of the Colosseum and how they built that thing, what they could do in there. But they literally would use Christians as the lights by lighting them on fire um, at that time. And so there's going to be consequences for what we do. But yet there's also going to be the benefit of standing up for Christ. And it was interesting to me, my wife and I talked about this when Hamlin got hurt, the Chicago Bills player, I mean, the Buffalo Bills player on football in front of everybody. And We've had all this against Christians praying and ESPN right. particularly to me is, is very liberal. And yet at, all of a sudden it was okay for everyone to pray. I mean, we even had guys on ESPN on live air praying for that football player. And it was amazing the difference all of a sudden because of the situation. Um, but I do love the fact that guess what? You know, Christ is calling us to this. He's our general you said he said he's offensive. We're going to stand up for him, and the benefits long term are going to be a lot better than losing a particular job or career, et cetera. You know, and there's something else too. Another point that you raised, though, that you know people are praying all over in the, in this situation, including the on air. You know, some some people on air, and he was healed. And and yet we're like, wow, look how great a job doctors did. Oh man, look how look yes. how you know how you know, amazing this was. I'm not hearing any of these people that pray give God the glory in this situation. Oh yeah. You know, and, and, and in reality is, is who can tell me that that prayer did not work? No one can tell me that prayer did not work that, you know, we don't know if we had not prayed, 
what condition he would have been in. But we say, oh, wow, look, we, we pray for something to happen. It happens. And then we give the credit to the doctors. And then we're kind of surprised, you know, that the next time we pray, God's like, <laughs> not That's <right>. today. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I love it. Great stuff. And God's timing is perfect, too. And it's interesting that, you know, I, I knew we were going to be talking today and I kind of knew what we were talking about, obviously. But, you know, God's timing, what some things that come about that remind us. And so just today. I took a screenshot of something that came up on my Instagram feed and it said, never worry about who will be offended. If you speak the truth, worry about who will be misled or deceived or destroyed. If you don't, I just love that. And that really goes along with what you're talking about today. You know, the, the that, that's part of what love is. And, and I had a, a conversation with a, with a, with a, a government official recently and and he is a um, uh, I, there's no doubt in my mind that he's a Christian, but but he's of the the mindset that you know we have to uh, he's 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 mistaken the idea that love means approval and and that, and and we were kind of having this conversation and he kept saying to me over and over again he kept saying well you know you and I are more like the Pharisees and Sadducees while they are more like the woman at the well and the woman you know that that committed adultery and he kept saying it over and over again and finally I, I had to ask him the question I said well does, does Jesus love everybody and he's like yeah you know because that's an easy answer for everybody right. everybody's a Christian can easily say Jesus loves everybody right and I said well that means he loves the Pharisees and Sadducees too right he's like oh yeah but you can kind of see now he's like uh oh I don't know where this is going and I said but Jesus treated them differently than he treated the woman at the well. He showed them both love, but it's through different ways, you know, and, and I know it's very difficult for Christians to determine like how to be, how to, how to say no without coming across like a jerk. And reality is, is we can say no and not come across like a jerk all the time. But even if we say no and come across like a jerk, I'd much rather I'd, I'd much rather come across like a jerk down here than come across a jerk when I go up there, you know. And I think we have to we have to recognize who we're really answering to, and we got to be on the hundred year plan, not the not the next six months plan. And I and I think we we get lost in that because we could physically see what's right in front of us, and and in that moment, and and we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Everybody's guilty of it. But in that moment, we have to, we, we, it's so much more difficult when you can see their facial expressions, when you know, oh my goodness, you know, what, what will someone say? You know, how are they going to, how are they going to twist it and do all this stuff? This twisting people's words, making fun of them, doing this stuff that that's been going around since the beginning of biblical times. You can see evidence of it over and over again. When you read the Bible, it's right. not going to be a surprise that it's happening to us now. Yeah. You know, the devil doesn't that's have right. any new tricks. He just has that's new right. technologies. That's right. Amen. <laughs> so, Exactly right. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's like what I was talking about. People say it's getting worse. We have more availability to the news. We may see more, in, you know, but this has been going on for many years. So another thing yeah. is two days ago. So that was today. Two days ago, Alan Jackson. And I've been to the World Outreach Church many times. I love Pastor Alan Jackson. I asked you to come and find out you attend that church. Yes. Uh, and so uh, for those listeners, if you don't already, I highly recommend that you follow Alan Jackson. He's the pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro on Facebook. Uh, man, he's he's great. You can listen to his sermons on, on their app. And I think even on some Facebook as well, at least parts of his sermons. But he's just tremendous. And I love how he stands up for the word. And just two days ago, he posted, 
that if I say the Bible says marriage is between a man and woman, the room gets quiet. When we talk about the biblical roles that God assigns to men and women, we get quieter still. When we say God created us male and female, and it really isn't confusing, people say, well, now you're being political. And he says, no, we're being biblical. And I love that. Again, he's standing up for what biblical, what God said, and there's really no debate about that. And there's certain things that that is the case for. And I love how he puts that. I, you know, I agree completely. And I shared that. I actually saw that post as well. And I shared it. And, and um, uh, I don't remember what social media platform I saw it and shared it on. But um, but anybody that, that, that uh, politics affects everything. There's not, you know, and so so it's not like you can ever be involved in anything without having something that politics affects. So this this idea that to be a Christian, I can separate myself from politics is a false idea. It's completely 100% false. And, and and if you don't believe me, and I, and I got this idea from Frank Turk, he, he's the one that, 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 um, uh, that where I learned this from, which is, you know, he says, go try to share the gospel in South Korea or in Iraq. If you don't think politics affects how, you know, your responsibility as a Christian, because if our job is to share the gospel, we can't do that in those, or in North Korea, I said South Korea, North Korea. Um, you know, if we can't do that in those areas, why? Because the politics of that time affect it. But the other thing too is this, you know, when you read the New Testament, you know, Jesus was convicted by one political system. He was crucified by another political system. And mm -hmm. the, the whole first church had to deal with both political systems as well, combined with the fact that as they as they expanded and grew, Thomas went outside the Roman Empire and was 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 killed by other people dealing with that political system. It is not like this is a, you know, this is something that's new to us, but for some reason we 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 have gotten in the head that that we can separate things. And that's the other false problem that that that, uh, that people have, which is when we invite the Holy Spirit within us, we don't get to separate him. He doesn't come out of us from time to time. It's not like we get to have some out-of-body experience whenever we experience certain things. So there's nothing that I can do that I do not invite the Holy Spirit in I mean, because the Holy Spirit is with me at all times. So this idea that, that, that we can separate it means that... that you really kind of need to check how strong in your faith you are. And again, I'm not trying to judge or say you, you, you're never going to go to heaven. I'm, I have no idea how any of that works. And I'm thankful for that because God doesn't want me in charge of that. Cause there'd be three people up there. Um, and my dog, I mean, yeah. that'd be it, you know, yeah. but I, 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 but when I, when I, but you do have to under, you do have to question the strength of your conviction, you know, because if you, if you think you could separate it, I, I, it, 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 I don't know how. I don't know how anybody can do that. And I, it, it, you know, maybe someone else can explain it to me. But I just I don't get it. Yeah, awesome. I love that, man. This this top this discussion is so vital. I think because I think we have, and I think Alan Jackson has really been preaching about this and sharing about this a lot lately. Is how we've shrunk as Christians. We've not stood up for what is right. And again, if you could follow him, he's awesome. And I just really think he's really been pushing that about how we've kind of stood back and we've allowed things to happen. And it's time for us as Christians to step forward. And I think this topic is really important. And I really appreciate you being on today. Before I get too excited, tell us where can they get the copy of your book? So you can get it on Amazon. Um, that's the, that's uh, you know, probably where most, most people could shop. But if you want to, uh, uh, you know, you can get it through my website, which is peterdemus.org. 
Uh, you can get it from there. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, we do sell them at the restaurants, so you can always pick them up and pick them up um, in, in that area. Um, but uh, but so most of the just your 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 traditional areas of which you can buy a book from is is where you can get them. But if you if you want to be able to contact me, you need a you need prayer. You need um, you you're wanting me to speak at a group or whatever. You can also go to the website as well and and contact me in that area. And that's Peter Demos D E M O S dot org dot org. Yes. Okay. Yes. And the name of the book, the title of the book, is "On the Duty of Christian Civil Disobedience." Yes. What's the title of your first book? The title of the first book is called Afraid to Trust. Yeah, and that and that book deals more with my journey toward how I became, how, how how I found Christ. It's kind of started with my testimony, but then then how I turned my business over to to a Christ-centered business. And then how when when businesses started to fail, how I was able to use the Bible as a practical tool to be able to kind of get through that, get through that season in my life. And I just love the fact of, you know, um, there's the discussion we could have maybe next time specifically talk about, do we go to Disney World as Christians? Do we go to, you know, can we go to those places or is that where we make a stand? Particularly, I love supporting biblically. Uh, businesses aren't Christian or not Christian. They're biblically, dis, you know, organized, I guess. Um, might be able to give me a better phrase for that. But such as Chick-fil-A, obviously, is one that people have always looked at. Another one for me is Hobby Lobby. I mean, those guys, you know, he was recently on the news and, and did a great interview about what they do as Christians. So I love supporting groups like yours that are Christian biblically based companies. I appreciate it. You know, I, I actually just met yesterday with a, with, with, um, a, a, as part of a bigger meeting, but with uh, uh, Second Vote. And um, Second Vote does a, a great job in being able to. Uh, look at conservative Christian values, um, and uh, and they rank companies based off of that. So you can kind of know. So because there are a lot of times we don't know, you know, which companies are are are, are supporting, you know, which, which groups. So for example, what I heard yesterday, and I have not independently verified this, but what I heard yesterday is Mattel spends a lot of their money. Um, it's a toy manufacturer spends a lot of their money in supporting abortions. And I'm like, you would think that they would be supporting stuff that would cause them to have more consumers since they're a toy company that sells to children. But, you know, but but to know that. And so the question is, and I agree with you, the question is, OK, do I boycott it? Do I ban it? No, we're not a cancel culture. We, 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 we don't believe in that. But I do think we need that we can make an educated decision. So do I do I stop going to Disney? Well, first of all, I personally don't never like Disney. I, I I would. Um, so it's not, but that was before that was even when I wasn't a Christian, I didn't care right. about Disney. I don't, that, that has no bearing on it. Right. But, but if I'm going to go to a, if I'm going to go to a theme park, I might go to holiday world. So if I have a choice, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick one over the other, you know, maybe, but you know what, but if that's just something our family has always done and that's just part of kind of like our, our, you know, our, our experiences, et cetera. I may say, look, you know what, I'm not going there anymore. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think what's more important is we need to speak out and say and, and write Disney and say, we don't want to support you anymore. We ask that you you just stop. We're not asking you to, to support our values. We're just asking you to stop, you know, spreading this type of evil out there and 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 work it in that way. And I think that is a much more critical way of being able to do it, but just using our voice, you know. 
how many times have we seen throughout history where a small group, a, a smaller percentage than the majority, we all think that it has to be a majority. And, and that's not true. It, when America started, you know, only a third of the people were in favor of the revolution. A third of the people were in favor of the English. And then the, the remaining third was, was, was just neutral. They just, they didn't care. You know, they just wanted whatever it was and, and just, you know, tell me what the rule is and I'll follow it. So, but a third of the people made that change. And then we can go back even further and say, you know what, started with only 12 people to, to be able to spread the gospel further out, you know, and then we can even go back and say, you know what, God said, if there were 10 people that were righteous, he wouldn't destroy Sodom. You know, that was, I mean, so we know that 10 people can make a difference. That's right. So we don't know exactly what happens, but these companies are only hearing from one side. And all we do is get on, you know, like, oh, I can't believe this, you know, but no one ever actually contacts, you know, Disney and contacts, you know, ABC and says, you know, hey, this is wrong. You know, please stop. Now, again, you know, will they do they ignore us? Absolutely. You know, I get complaints all the time and I, you know, there's some of them I'm like, oh, I'm we're going to do this. I mean, this is what we're going to do. Right. But 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 if I hear enough of it you know, then, you know, they have enough people say, bring back this food item. Eventually I'll probably bring it back. You know, we have enough people say, bring back the liquid sugar, but we don't have enough people to do it. We only have one or two, just the crazy <laughs> people. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And that makes total sense. And I agree with you. And I think we need to, I think that's part of what Alan Jackson is saying to some degree is there are times we need to stand up and not be quiet and be the ones that kowtow. We need to stand up for what's right. And, right. and then this, like I said, we could do a whole topic on this. I actually, Crosswalk is an email I get, the Christian email I get. And there was one a few months ago now that said that they were going to go to Disney. And he listed, I think it was six reasons. And it was really well written. And one of them particularly hit me was that they're obviously, they're going to be, they're Christians that work at Disney. You know, they have thousands and thousands of employees and there are many Christians that work there and they're, they're sharing to share the gospel and representing Christ. We can, we can, by going there, we're also supporting them as well. And so, like I said, there, I think what you said was the key is making educated decisions and knowing where that line is. There's obviously lines where we got to say, no, this is not right. I'm not doing it. You know, there's other places where we say, look, again, there are no Christian companies, but where I'm going to represent, I'm going to support, I'm going to help those that are more biblically based than maybe others if I have a choice, for example. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if Paul said, you know what, I'm not going to Corinth because they're not Christian. <laughs> right <laughs> yes that's right exactly and i think uh um shoot i just lost the name the guy that got swallowed by the whale jonah jonah yeah. jonah specifically did say that he said no no i'm not going there and then uh god said yeah yeah you are um so uh, we got we got some examples there and then compl- then complained that it worked i mean yeah <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, the Bible's great, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, there are some great stories in there. It's underrated as far as the beauty, the stories, the drama. This has been great, man. I absolutely love the idea of this book. I can't wait to read it. Um, I'm glad to be able to share this with our listeners. Um, Again, you can go to peterdemus.org. You can follow him on LinkedIn, which I do. You share some great stuff on LinkedIn. Um, I'm glad to have you back and look forward to having you for a third episode before too awful long down the road. Um, What are your last thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I think a, uh, the the verse I think that that we really got to look at here is is in Acts five, Acts five twenty nine, which you know it's you know when the the Sanhedrin um, was was telling you know Peter and John and saying you know what you got to stop you know you can't you can't talk about this Jesus guy anymore, and they said you know what we we 
you know, we ought to obey God over man. And, and I think that's the big piece that we have that we got to focus on is that we need to obey God over man because it, it, there's all, and it's throughout the Bible, but there's only so much that man can do to us. And yeah, I don't want to experience it. I'll be honest. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to go through these problems, but again, um, if I have to, I know my problems are going to be tremendously worse when I have to answer for it after I die. And, and so that's the, that, that, that to me is the, the big component that we need to get into our hearts and get into our heads and make that part of our everyday and our practice. And I think once we make that part of our practice in everyday life, then we get to go from there, which leads to my last point on that, which is practice. <laughs> we have to practice it. We got to find time and we got to find opportunities. And if you're nervous and you don't want to do it, then do it with some random person at a convenience store and just see what works and doesn't work. You know, start using your voice in ways that that's a little bit safer so that when you do need it, you're not uh, you're not surprised at it. And then and then when you fail, you can kind of look back to figure out why you failed and how you failed and why you won't do it again. Because again, we all mess up all the time, but that's the whole point of practice is so that so that we can get better at things. I love that. You know, and the rewards are so, so much greater than we even can imagine. You know, I, I love to think about our time here versus eternity. It's just hard for us to think about because we're just so into our lifetime. And, you know, yeah. an easy example I just thought of was like the length of this podcast versus the rest of your life. You know, this this podcast is an absolute blip in your day, much less your life. And that's what our life here versus eternity is. Um, we're going to spend eternity with him. The rewards are going to be dramatic based on what we go through here is going to be nothing in comparison. So let's let's represent him. Let's obey him rather than man. I agree. Thanks for being on, man. This has been awesome. Like I said, uh, we're going to have to continue this um, with another episode down the road. But thank you, Grit to Greatness listeners, for being here with us. As always, Psalm 1914 says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Until next time, Grit to Greatness listeners. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit to Greatness. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get great updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure do appreciate it. Signing off from the Grit to Great podcast studio. We'll talk to you next time.